Hello and welcome back to another episode of Jam XP. I'm your host, Jam Jess. And I'm your co-host, Chris TFS. On this episode, we actually interviewed a good friend of mine, Lisa, about her podcast that she has called Stereotherapy, which is a podcast that showcases the importance of music and mental health. In this episode, we talk a lot about mental health and how music coincides with it, how it's helped people, how it continues to help people, and kind of also what kind of refuge people find in music. So without ado, let's get right into that episode. Hello and welcome. I'm Jam Jess. And I'm Chris TFS. Uh, today we have stereotherapy here with us. We are going to discuss what exactly stereotherapy is all about and dive into some deeper questions and thoughts about it. All right. If you guys could just introduce yourselves. Yeah, I'm Lisa. I'm the host of Stereotherapy. And hi, I'm Justine. I'm also a host of Stereotherapy. <laughs> <laughs> Partner in crime. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Uh, My first question is kind of for Lisa. It's we've known each other for so many years, and I know that you used to have an online zine called Stereotherapy, and I don't recall, but I don't think it was about music and mental health. It was just about music. Would you like to clarify that? Yeah. So anyone know, I mean, you know me so well too, like you said, uh, I've been trying to do the music zine thing, but it just, it never took off because social media was just, you got to have video or it's all who you know, and it just never took off. So I took a break. And then when podcasting was so huge, it was like, why not do a podcast? That way I don't have to sit there and edit anything I type up. I mean, I'm still editing, but in a different way, you can talk to people face-to-face no matter where they're at and connect the same way, but in a much different way. And then honestly, it was the first go around. I came up with the name because I love the band North Star and they have a lyric where uh, stereotherapy heals my lesions. And I just, I loved that lyric. And so it just was like, music is such a healing thing. And just dealing in my own mental health journey and seeing that there is still such a stigma with it why not connect the two? Because I know I'm not alone. And there's people that it helps their mental health and it gets them through tough times. It's their best friend too. So that's kind of where it did. And I'm glad I've made that connection because there's been so many people, whether it's our guests or followers or um, just friends of mine, they're like, that's good that people are talking about it. And we've had so many guests that are excited and they can relate. And it's it's been so awesome making that connection. And I wish I would have did it a lot sooner, but I just don't think I was even there in my right. own mental health journey. So now that I am, uh, it's, it's just so great. I love it. Well, that's great. I mean, you kind of, I had another question, but I kind of think you answered it with that <laughs> introduction yeah. of the first question. But I mean, was, so there was like a pinnacle moment that made you choose to decide to start the podcast? Yeah, it was, I, I honestly was really lonely living on the East coast, um, moving from the Midwest and not really having as many friends out here that love music. Like Mm -hmm. I love my fiance. I, I love the, I have a love hate with the area I live in, but 
it was like, I want to connect with maybe find people. Maybe I can find people on the East coast that are like me. And it just, it was so interesting because I heard other podcasts and I was like, I can do that. You know, I can get on here and use a microphone and, and, and connect with someone on zoom. And I mean, the first go around of my podcast, they had, I mean, I struggled. There was a lot of struggle with it. It's not as easy as people think to just plug and play and um, a lot of learning, but it was honestly just thinking, how can I revamp this and actually make it something? And now I have, we, or we have more followers than I think I ever thought I would ever. Um, and it's not about the follower count, but it just is awesome that it's finally like, okay, it's, it's hitting people now. Somebody is like listening to this instead of making a post and like nobody ever reading it. Right. And I, and I think everybody just likes to listen, whether it's their car, they're working out. I mean, I'll put it on while I cook, you know, and listen, I, I listen to your podcast, which I'm so proud of you guys for doing this. So <laughs> this is really exciting. Yeah. I, it's, I, it's very new to us too. So. Oh, it is. I, I have a question. You mentioned that you felt like maybe it was time because you were finally at a place in your journey with your mental health that it was time. How how long did it take you? <laughs> uh, I mean, let's see. I'm 37 now. And I finally, later in life, learned that I had anxiety. I mean, we all have those worry moments where we worry about stuff. But now that I know that I have anxiety, and I've talked to Justine and on the podcast that I want to further get diagnosed because I'm convinced there's some ADHD there too. Um, and even talking to guests on, I'm like, look, that sounds like me. Like that, that's probably me to a T. And it, I mean, up until oh, even like, just, I'd say five years ago, like I felt comfortable with, I have this and it's okay if you have a mental illness or even if it's not mental illness or just your mental health and we have to take care of that. And just, it's, it's so important. So it took a very long time to even be comfortable in sharing that, even like whether it was online or to friends and family. So, and Justine's played a big role in that too, with me where she's, she makes me feel like, you know, again, like I hate saying it, but it's okay to not be okay. And it, it truly, right. it truly is. And I think it's music too is so great because they're trying to help end the stigma too. a lot of artists. So I love to see that. Absolutely. Right. And if, if you're okay with that, I'd love to share kind of, so uh, my, my journey with mental health. Yeah. Um, so I was really excited when uh, Jess brought this up because this is something that I've been a huge proponent for. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, I had had panic disorder since I was a teenager. I didn't know what it was back then. Right. And it came in waves. It would disappear for a long time, would come back. I'm pretty sure I've gone at one point. I was going years without it. And that was without medication. Mm -hmm. And then in 2013, I was living in North Carolina. It was just me, my wife, and my son. And we had a small support system. I mean, through people I knew at work. But it got so bad, I wasn't sure what was going on. But I was getting panic attacks once every two hours. Wow. And yeah. And... It just kind of, I think what people don't realize is that when you do have these things going on, you kind of get in a mind frame of, well, this is just life. Mm -hmm. This is just how it is. Nothing's going to change it. Even if I get help, nothing's going to change it. Medication's not going to help. Therapy's not going to help. And so my best friend who lived up here in Syracuse kind of 
picked up on the cues and goes, Chris, what's going on? And so I opened up to her as the first person. She's like, okay, I'm going to tell you something. I've gone through the same thing and I've gone to the doctor for medication and I've gone to therapy and it helps a lot. And she really pushed me. I often credit with her saving my life. So she really helped me. Uh, at that point, I started to slowly become more vocal about was what was going on. And of course, this was, you know, 10 years ago before people really started to become more vocal. I see it more now with people in their early 20s and late teens. They're vocal. They let you know, hey, I have this. This might happen. This might trigger me. So yeah. I started doing that. I remember telling my supervisor at work saying, hey, just so you know, this is going on. It's new to me opening up to somebody about it. And so it took a long time for me to find the right combination of med meds and therapy, a long time. And I had a very fun side effect with meds where they gave me kidney stones. Oh, wow. Oh, so, so do I, wanna, do I want to be depressed or do I want to have kidney stones? Like, what yeah. What do I want to deal with? Mm -hmm. Oh, like, <laughs> neither? <laughs> yeah, neither would have been great. But unfortunately, I didn't have that option at the time. Right. So I end up going through, I cycle through therapists, like, no tomorrow. I'm not connecting with one. It took me maybe three or four to find one to connect with. And then, of course, at that point, I'm diagnosed with, you know, depression for real. I mean, a panic attack every two hours is nothing that should be normal. So then I'm on the combination of antidepressant and benzo. So they had me on Ativan uh, for the uh, anxiety attacks, which I quickly build a tolerance for. So when they first prescribe, they give you like half a milligram. It was, I eventually get up to five milligrams to needing to feel any kind of relief during a panic attack, which was awful. And then completely unrelated so i go to the doctor i need clearance for a minor surgery and i go to the doctor and they run all these tests and they're like oh by the way you're diabetic and of course i was the kid who could pound a bag of snickers in a sitting so am i diabetic or do i just eat too much sugar right. on the regular <laughs> right. so i decide to change my diet and exercise and do all that and that actually almost within a month completely spun around my depression and anxiety issues so through that it's been self-managed ever since since about 2018 2019 time that it's been self-managed and a fun little fact toward the end I was on this journey and losing weight and I messaged my friend who was in med school and I'm like is there any relation to eating like complete shit and anxiety. And she goes, yeah, those two, the nervous system is right next to the endocrine system. So if you're eating poorly, it's going to trigger a reaction. And now I'm not saying I'm, I'm perfectly fine. No depression, no anxiety now, but the amount that that has helped me. And I, I I've always felt like a jerk for saying, you know, to certain people, when they're talking about anxiety, like, have you analyzed your diet? Like, it just feels like such a jerk thing to do. I, I love <laughs> that you brought that up because I, within the last, it was kind of like COVID when things were bad, but things already in my life. I mean, I've always had anxiety, but I really saw that correlation between your gut health and what that is and your mental health. And when I started I mean, not being crazy reading labels, but like, oh, what's in here? How can I fix this? I 
had a big relief. And again, like you said, I'm not cured. I still have it, but I noticed such a difference um, when I take my diet seriously. And I've told people before too, like, have you tried looking at your diet? What are you eating? And again, you don't want to come across like a, a jerk, but it, it truly has helped me as well. And that's something we haven't even touched on even mm-hmm. in our podcast yet, which I don't know why yet. But um, <laughs> when I fix certain things in my diet, I, I felt I feel such a relief versus when I eat like crap, but eating like crap, sometimes you need that, you know, that comfort. But I, oh, I love that you said that because that's so important. Yeah, every once in a while, you do need that relief of like a whole pint of Ben and Jerry's or oh. something, you know, so. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Every 100%. once in a while, I need a whole box of milk duds. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> this isn't mental health related, but you're talking about how eating healthier can potentially fix certain aspects of your health and everything. I mean, I was dealing with like tinnitus for mm-hmm. for a really long time and nothing would go away and i was like googling of course and i'm like i'm going to cut out all artificial sweeteners 3 months later my tinnitus is gone i need to so try i mean oh cuz i, I mean have it. anything's possible with with a healthier diet that can mm-hmm. help fix certain aspects like even mental health or even you know tinnitus <laughs> it's oh, funny no. Yeah. And it's funny you mentioned the artificial sweetener. My old supervisor, when I worked at Verizon, used to only drink diet soda. And so like all the aspartame and sucralose. Mm. And she had false symptoms of MS from it, (laughs) from having so much of it. That's terrible what we put in our bodies that can cause problems. Now, if I can just get other things cut out of my life to make certain other parts feel better. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, absolutely. But it's, it's, it's so strange. Like I never had thought about that. And it's just, it's been crazy, like, how anxious I used to be. And like, right now, I'm very self managed, because um, where you're cycling through therapists, I mean, we've been there with my fiance, I mean, he finally found a good one after like three horrible ones and not to down therapist, if anybody's listening, but you have to go through and find one. And just going through that has been tough. But right now my insurance was bad. So that's another thing about mental health, like the accessibility, like if you don't right. have good insurance, I mean, it's anywhere from 200 plus for visits and you have to balance like, do I want groceries or do I want therapy? And it shouldn't be that way. It should be accessible for all affordable. And, you know, you shouldn't have to cycle through a therapist because, oh, I can only afford them, but they're okay, but I have to keep them. And it's a lot just needs to change with mental health for sure. (laughs) Definitely. Did you have another question or should I ask one? Oh, I have tons of questions. Oh, well, (laughs) you can, you can ask another one. Okay, so how do you think mental health impacts people on a day-to-day basis who aren't necessarily aware that their mental health is actually impacting them or like they don't know that they need help? So the the best way I can describe it is I, I don't know if anyone else here has become so in tune with themselves and maybe able to pick up on others' cues that you can tell it's impacting somebody, but they themselves don't know that that's what's going on. My my perfect example is my own father. 
he's one of the people who constantly has to be busy despite always preaching i really wish i had more time to spend with the grandchildren or with me and my wife and saying you know i want to be able to do that but i have so much going on but then he constantly expresses regret that when i was younger he didn't take more time to spend with us and now he's in that cycle so i'm able to perceive it as He's keeping himself busy because it is some sort of avoidance for him. He's doing an avoidance technique where if he slows down, he doesn't know what to do with himself and he gets too much in his own head. And I've witnessed that firsthand. When he slows down, he starts to get these ticks going on. So what do you, how do you think that impacts those people that maybe aren't aware they need help, but they do? Justine, I'll let you go. You can go. Ahead. I know. I'm like, you can both go pondering. Trying to think a little bit. So um, I am late diagnosed autistic. I only got diagnosed with it last year. And up until then, it was kind of like, I had like symptoms of things from really young. And I always thought it was just anxiety and depression. But nothing ever really fit right when it came to treatments and everything or relating to like other people um and I have definitely been one of those people that I've become a workaholic I am very much a workaholic I am dedicated to like um I've worked in childcare for 10 years um I've gotten to the point where I would um not only would I be working a full-time schedule but I would be babysitting outside of that on top of everything so I was like working to the bone and a lot of it was to avoid like certain things at hand. Like I was in an abusive um, marriage. Um, and then of course I've added on the element of being autistic and not knowing it <laughs> and like not knowing how to help it. And um, so sometimes too, and I'm a highly like high empathetic person. So I tend to pick up on people's feelings more than they know and they can let on and um, I very much try to put myself in their shoes because I've been there for a lot of different things, but yeah, that tends to be a problem with a lot of people. If they're going through something, you do become a workaholic because you do want to avoid the feelings and that goes along with trauma too. You tend to do what you can, so you're not going to think about it, <laughs> Right. but like, as along the lines of like, how do you help is kind of tricky because like some people will you know if you ask them they'll tell you the truth if they feel safe with you but then you're gonna have some people that aren't going to want to admit it you know they might not admit it to themselves or to other people so it's just one of those things that can be really tricky um they could be having something that they have no idea about like I had no idea that I had autism traits because being 35 and a millennial, we're taught the complete opposite of what autism was. Um, the education for what autism was is still coming out and learning more. So it wasn't until my therapist was like, hey, you know, you've mentioned a lot of red flags here that tend to be, you know, autism related. And I wasn't against it because it's like, I wanted to know what was wrong with me. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and then I got tested and that's absolutely what it was but I think it's a combination of that of just not knowing like what it could be if you don't have anything to relate it with you know and just not knowing who you can actually safely confine into so 
it's sorry I don't know if that really answered the question but it kind of it's like it's like a complicated kind of answer you know it's kind of a complicated question yeah (laughs) and you but it's an important one because just even you saying that I'm like that's me because going through uh my fiance had a really bad work accident uh that landed him 37 days in the burn ICU uh loss of fingers, toes, burns, um, skin grafts all over. And going through that, my mental health took another dip that it already wasn't well, but I had to kind of put my mental health on hold because it was like, you are the caregiver now, you have to take care of him. And which left me and even just seeing you saying that where, you know, people won't always be open. So many people would tell me, how are you? How's it going? And I would say, I'm fine. I'm good. Yeah. Everything's good. It becomes an automated response. Like and it wasn't, uh, it was far from that, but the people yeah. that I confided in that I knew that I had that trust, or if I was ready to, then I would. But I guess if there's people that you see and maybe if they're not coming around a lot, or again, they're working a lot, uh, being a workaholic or just not themselves because, you know, either they're really quiet or they just seem really great or, you know, maybe they went through a breakup, a loss of a job, or just a big life change, just checking in. And um, whether that's like a text, a little message, or, you know, a phone call, I know not everybody loves phone calls these days, but like a a phone call, like something to check in with them, and then just understand that, you know, maybe they won't respond. um, But just really, trying to be there because I know myself when I was really going through it, if I got like a text or a message or like, Oh wow. Like somebody's noticed I haven't come around a lot or somebody noticed like, Hey, like life isn't really good right now. Uh, it definitely means a lot. So definitely I would say just check in, um, and kind of, if you are really close with them or you feel comfortable, who knows, maybe they'd open up if you did. And you said like, Hey, I noticed you're not coming around a lot. Or I noticed this is really going on in your life. You know, how, how is everything? Um, and see, and, you know, hopefully, I mean, I know that helped me personally. So anybody like, again, reach out to those people because you never know who, who you can really help in those moments. Yeah. And do you, do you feel that stigma is the primary factor to people not reaching out these days or is it something else what do you think justine (laughs) i think a little bit i think it's a mixed bag like you're gonna have people that with the stigma but also depending on what that person's role is because like for you it's your dad so it could be like the child you know, parent relationship where it's like, he doesn't feel like that's appropriate to tell you something's wrong. Or it's like, you're somebody that doesn't have a lot of friends and like, you're only people you're close, kind of close to is your coworkers. Like, it feels like that's not appropriate to like, you know, to talk about. So I think it's a little bit of that along with the stigma. It's, you know, that, or it could just be just personality type. Like if somebody doesn't feel like they should open up about really most things. Like they're probably not going to talk about that with people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. No, I agree with you. Cause I'm one of those people that I'll think I'm like a burden if I tell people, mm-hmm. yeah. even though again, like my whole, Oh, I'm fine. I've got this. Cause I'm someone again, like 
that takes on a lot of work and I'm really good when I'm busy. Like you were describing Chris, where yeah. like, I'm, I'm good. Like if I'm busy, I'm good. But if I have the time to like be in this space at times on a bad mental health day or time, it, it's, I'm the most anxious. So that's why I kind of love the podcast because whether it's editing, making content to hopefully like get people to listen to our <laughs> podcast, you know, schedule interviews, write interviews, write our scripts we have back and forth. Mm -hmm. I'm at my best. And maybe that's not the best thing either. Cause maybe, I mean, I shouldn't just keep myself busy to be good, <laughs> but it's the podcast itself has really helped a lot too. And just yeah. keeping my focus, but also I know hopefully one day I don't need to just be busy all the time and mm -hmm. I can relax a little bit. <laughs> right. I'll be there. Um, but again, like music was big. Like when I went to the concert the other night for those four hours, it was, it was so amazing when I saw Fall Out Boy and Bring Me the Horizon and like just being there, I was like, oh, that's four good hours of just nothing else matters. So that's yeah. another thing. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was supposed to go to the one here in Buffalo Yeah, and uh, I was at an impasse with my wife because the, the the venue is notorious for being stuck in the parking lot for two hours when it was done. And I was like, mm -hmm. we got to yeah. cut Fall Out Boy like three to four songs short That's or we're going to be stuck. And she really wanted to stay. So I was like, you know what? I'll pass it up. I mainly wanted to go for Bring Me the Horizon anyway. Ooh. I was like, my 13 year old wanted to go see them. So I let them go mm -hmm. together and I stayed home with my little my little guy. So Ooh. I was bummed I missed it, but she did record a couple of videos for me. So oh, that's but, good. Yeah, like PNC here in Jersey is the same way. And I've never been, but it's one of those that lot is a disaster. And it was the same thing where we cut out three songs and I was like, okay, they're probably gonna fall up boys gonna end with Saturday and they're Always. gonna play this. So it's like, okay, if we jet out, like I've seen them enough where I'm like, if I jet out these three songs I'm rather get out than be stuck here for two hours in this parking lot and it yeah. was it was such a worth it thing but it was oh bring me did the you, horizon was so wonderful did you look up the set list prior to know what songs you were missing I did so, so I was like <laughs> yeah I didn't, I didn't miss too many like like you missed thanks for the memories Saturday and I forget the first one that they do their encore I with. forget which one it was I know there was some set list had like centuries in that spot um, and I didn't care. I was like, I really personally, like, you know, not if anyone's listening to this, like, I don't really like centuries, um, by fall Out boy. So it's like, I was kind of like, okay, well I can jet out, you know, and be good. But it definitely was Saturday. There was another, I think that then there was like a musical of so much for stardust, like the instrumental. Yeah. Version. So again, I was like, okay, I don't care. I don't need to see Pete Wentz jump in the crowd for Saturday. I've seen it enough where I just, I want to get out of here because getting into that parking lot was a disaster. Well, and that can cause anxiety too. Well, oh, yeah. my, oh, oh my God. Yeah. Like I, even before I was like, okay. And, and people had said how bad parking was, but we, we were even stuck getting in for a good 20 minutes and the show was already started. Like I missed the openers um, because, and luckily we got in and within 20 minutes, bring me the horizon was on. So I was really glad, like, cause I wanted to see them and they were just phenomenal. Right. Well, since we're talking music, I did have a question for the both of you. How would you say the music in your life has impacted your mental health over the years? Ooh. I know, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I know for me, I, I've gone over it quite a bit with our podcast, but 
And for me, music was my only friend for a long time because like I didn't really have friends growing up. Um, it saved my life more than once, like and like quite reality because I have been suicidal a few times in the past. Um, and like whenever I didn't have therapy, music was there. <laughs> so right. it it's that solid like you know, foundation. It's always been there. It's always there to help you out. Um, no matter what you're feeling, whether it's to pump you up to when you're already feeling really good. And it's also there for when you're going through really, really hard times. So it's, it's very important for me and it always has been. So, and it always will be. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, the same way. Like, like you said, music's your best friend. Music has Mm -hmm. been that constant in my life whether it was I was going to school for music business at Columbia College and like that college like at that time it was just not for me but music kept me grounded then when I made the move here and it's in high school even like growing up I didn't have like I had friends but it just once I got out and the show crowd I mean that's how I met Jess you know like that show crowd those were how I met like half of my friends are from meeting at a show mm-hmm. online, it, just anywhere. Like those are my friends. Like even the friends that I went to Fall Out Boy with were friends I met through Fall Out Boy and have known for like 17 years, which is insane to think about. But we, and I think without music, I don't know, I would be really lonely and alone and not have that connection because there's sometimes you can't talk about stuff with people, you know, and if you put on a song and there's a certain lyric or um, for me, one of those bands is Circa Survive. They're one of my all time favorites. And whenever I'm going through something, just putting it on and hearing Anthony's voice and it just is such a comfort um, or I mean, whether you're sad or you're happy or anything I'm always have something music on whether it's you know Mm -hmm. a a record or I'm in my car and it just I really truly don't know where I would be because at my lowest points especially with my fiance and his injury it was music I had my airpods in in the hospital and just like okay we can get through this and uh you know, admittedly too, I mean, it's going to sound kind of cheesy, but I did cry when Fall Out Boy came on because I was just like, this band means so much to me has been through everything. And like, now we're in a good spot where I can get out to a show and instead of taking care of him. And I did, I, I teared up when they came on, I teared up. I'm like that 37 year old, all these little kids around me. And I'm just like, I'm okay. I'm okay, guys. That's okay. You're so, allowed. Yeah. Not only, <laughs> not only is that music for me, but this is going to sound slightly maybe cheesy too um but that's how it's been for like mario games for me Mm -hmm. and so this is going to sound slightly ridiculous so recently they've been adding new courses to mario kart and one of the ones they did Mm -hmm. were for yoshi's island they did it so beautifully i teared (laughs) i (laughs) love that yeah, yeah it like for them to pay homage like the way that they did and that's just been something like throughout my life that I've gone back to not only with music but also like the Mario franchise yeah. so when they did that 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 caught me off guard oh I um, love that to that's swing, so cool to swing <laughs> it back to the music do you feel like there's any artists that are doing a good job at shining the light on mental health and mental health awareness oh yeah I mean, yeah like 
<laughs> Who do you, you want to go first, Justine, or you want me to go? <laughs> I mean, one that we both would say is Paramore. Yes, 100%. <laughs> yes, both mm-hmm. Haley Williams herself and Paramore as a band. They're just, I mean, you listen to that album after laughter and you get it. Um, I always joke that if you weren't going through a really hard time in your mental health, you probably didn't like that record because it was too sad. But if you were going through something, you connected with it and loved that record. She's great. Uh, I think the word alive, uh, Telly, the, um, he is wonderful. He's always talking about mental health. Um, whether it's his Instagram or concerts, I know he's really amazing. Um, oh gosh. I mean, let's see. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Who have I, uh, Ooh, Justine, you can help me I out know. here. If I'm, I'm thinking gonna... of any like you, right now. Do you mind if I make it a little even more difficult? Sure. Go ahead. <laughs> what about, what if, what if I drill it down to like a standout song regarding mental health? I do have a, a short list myself when I was preparing. Ooh, you know, I mean, our favorite man, Anthony Green, mm-hmm. uh, his album yeah. Boom Done, he, a solo up record came out last summer. Um, he is, a, well, well, I take that back. It, 2022 was on that record, but then it became an Ellis Dunes track yeah. so it still is him but whatever I know yeah. he debates it but him. um you know and it's kind of talking about if he can make it to 2022 he'll find out how much he can take and I think when you read and listen to that song or you read the lyrics it's I could relate because you've been there and especially if you're going through a tough time you listen to that song and you're like wow you're gonna see how much more you can take like and when things are just not going your way um that and again, Paramore, fake happy, a hundred percent where, you know, she's talking about, you know, her, if she looks all right with her mascara tears and if she smiles with her teeth, maybe they'll believe her, uh, and just don't ask her how she's been. I'm like, I could probably just sing the whole song. Cause it's like that, that mm-hmm. one for sure. For me. Oh gosh. I know there's so many. I'm probably like, not even many. and you'll probably name one. I'll be like, Oh, duh. Like, why so- didn't I? <laughs> yeah, the the one that came to my like mind first, that was the oldest one that I could think of, is the middle by Jimmy World. Yes, mm-hmm. we just talked about a, yeah. Da, a just talked about how how did I not know that? I just went to this <laughs> Jimmy World on how yeah, that song has gotten me left. through. Like, <laughs> the middle has gotten me through yeah. uh, so many tough times that I literally have talked about it. How I'm in my car and it's. Oh, I love Jimmy World and I love that song. So yes, a hundred percent Jimmy World. Uh and then more recently, Bad Life by Sigrid and Bring Me the Horizon. You know, I haven't listened, I'll admit, I'm not the biggest Bring Me the Horizon fan. So what I know, I have not heard that. So I might need to listen to that. It is a yeah. beautiful song. It's not heavy at mm-hmm. all. So it is very much about reminding yourself that as you're going through something it's just today it is today and you can work through it tomorrow and the next day and that it's not your whole life it is just right now um and that's the the gist of the whole song oh, i yeah. love that i need that after this i'm gonna have to listen to that <laughs> i i do i love i love that thought because that's such a good reminder too that is like I always try to remind myself that. So now that I know there's a song saying that, that's it. I'm putting in my little Spotify queue right now. I'm not even joking. <laughs> um, and then I have two songs by Against the Current. 
on my list, I have Paralyzed and Voices. So Paralyzed is about how the singer, uh, Chrissy Costanza, is not going to let her anxiety cripple her and that she's working through it and that she won't allow herself to be paralyzed. And Voices is about all the internal conflict that you have inside your own head telling you what you can and cannot do. And the song is about her wishing them to go away. Uh, so yeah, yeah it's it's a really great so uh two songs paralyzed is a little hard to find it was off of an ep back in like 2013 so it's pretty hard to find but voices is more recent should be easy to find i'll have to because i admittedly have never heard of yeah them, i haven't heard of them but i will they're have really to, good i will have to check that out and i guess another artist i'm thinking of and our guest on our podcast, uh, When the Sun Sets from Illinois. They're <laughs> an unsigned, like independent band, but they have a song and their biggest thing and why we wanted them on our podcast was because they preach mental health. They are such great mental health advocates and they have a song called Dissonance that uh, Zach, the vocalist who we had on, talks about anxiety and what it is. And me hearing that song, I was like, somebody gets it. Like somebody gets it. Um, and although they're not a bigger band, like just again, right away, I was like, duh, we literally, um, but I, I, oh, I, I have some music homework now to do, I guess. <laughs> yes, so that's right. pretty cool. <laughs> and I've got, I've got two more. Uh, okay. So both by Beartooth and mm-hmm. Riptide and Might Love Myself. So Riptide is about breaking free of that current that's always pulling you back into the negative. And then Might Love Myself is just a positive song. And of course, they're, they ride that line in between hardcore and maybe metalcore. And when they released Riptide, there was an interview with them saying, what's with a metal band doing positive lyrics? Right? And yeah. <laughs> I forget I forget the lead singer's name, but he was like, what's wrong with being positive? Right. And so yeah. from what I understand, their new album that's in the works is going to be a lot of focus on the positive. That that's another. So I have to check yeah. out Beartooth. Everybody tells yeah. me to check out Beartooth. I admittedly have never, I don't think I've even heard a song by Beartooth. Yeah. And everybody that tells me, they're like, they'd be right up your alley. Like you really enjoy <laughs> right. them. Like, how do you not know this big name? And I guess too, now that I'm looking on Spotify as we're talking to uh, the artist Loveless, he's really big on mm-hmm. TikTok. Um, but I hope I'm not sick. Like his song where he talked about how it was about his mental health and kind of just being open about that and his anxieties and uh yeah no he's just great too so he's like for sure those off the t- of course after we'll get off i'll be like why didn't i say this one right i'll be with of me course. too i'll be like oh yeah i'll, I'll throw out the band <laughs> the band as it is all their records have had stuff to deal with like mental health but then they came out with the record in 2018 i think the great depression i mean if that like right. title doesn't really say it all. I mean, I don't know if you guys listen to them at all, but it's a very impactful record. And even the new newest record is a really good one as well. Oh, I'll have to because they're they're a band as it is. Like uh my brother-in-law loves them. Right. And I have I've dove in a little bit, but I think I need to dive in more. But from what I've heard so far, I I do. I think they're great. I think they're very underrated. So they are underrated, mm-hmm. that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, you have, they have a song called "The Stigma." Boys don't cry, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a stigma that men shouldn't cry. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, they have 100%. to be tough, tough men. Yep, 
I don't know, Chris, do you cry a lot? A, a lot? No. <laughs> when when warranted is a, is a different story. Uh, the first time that I really let that go, I a fun little quick side story is just after I've gone through all this, I'm starting medication, I'm trying to go through all this, and I'd start a new role at Verizon, and my then supervisor asked me to do something really shady and unethical, and I kind of got into an argument with her, and I backed up, and I mean, hot-headed, I walked down to HR, and I'm like, this is what's happening, I'm like, this is what she asked me to do. I'm going to leave here. I'm going to my doctor. I will be on short-term disability for two months because I can't deal with this. I will come back when she is no longer my supervisor. And I walked out and that whole thing, the HR rep was trying to really empathize with me and understand what was going on. And that did make me cry and break down. Yeah. And uh, somebody had asked me when I got back upstairs was like, hey, what happened? I was like, you know, just a couple of grown dudes crying together. So, um, no, when warranted, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we all cry. And it shouldn't be a problem with anyone. Yeah. If we want to cry, we should be able to cry. Oh, yeah. And the majority of my tears sometimes are honestly, if I'm in the car, uh, like the car, and I'm like, it's a rough day. I, I deal with children. I work with them. And sometimes it's just a lot. And if I have a song <laughs> on... I mean, we've talked about this, Jesse, where yeah. in the car, I think it was uh, Died in the Wool. Uh, yeah. My Circus Survive came on and I just <laughs> was just like, and I'm sure people around me in the cars were like, the stoplights, like what's going on? But, or maybe they right. weren't, maybe they weren't even, but I just had to let that out. And I, I do, I think that's a really, a stigma is with male mental health for sure. There's a yeah. lot of it. And that's why I love that there are some artists coming out and speaking about it and whether it's therapy medication um or just talking about it i think yeah. it's really great because that's a huge issue today with mental health right and along those lines so mental health these days are kind of it's more spoken about openly that as it than it used to be and although not as much as it should be honestly mm -hmm. especially since there's been high profile celebrities that have come forward or uh, suicides, uh, such as Robin Williams or Jim Carrey saying he was just not even himself, Who, whenever you saw him or even talk shows, he was just portraying a character of Jim Carrey. He was never himself. Do you feel that these celebrities or these events with high-profile celebrities is somewhat alleviating the stigma? Do you feel like it's not really doing anything? Um, I think it has and it hasn't. It, like, depends on the situation. Like, I mean, for instance, right now with, like, the whole Lizzo thing um, of, like, how much her positivity and stuff that she's preached about is real and isn't real. So I think that's going to take a hit a little bit with a lot of people. Um, but yet there's other people that have been very open. Like, Lady Gaga is wonderful. Um, she's been open not only about her mental health stuff, but about her battle with fibromyalgia and a lot of she tries to break the stigma like basically whenever she can for anything um and then but yeah I mean it helps when you're high profile I think in a way because you have that disconnect of like they're not really people and so then when they talk about her you're like oh okay so this person does it has this problem too um so in ways it helps but then at the same time 
with like again with the Lizzo thing where it's like okay but how much of it is actually not a persona and like what is real but yeah so I'm like back and forth with it (laughs) it helps to talk about it though 100% no I agree with you there too like I think it does help it's helped for me and again I'll talk about him again but Anthony Green when he when I would see him at shows or say hi to him and when he would whether it was on stage or just on any social media be open about his struggles whether it's with addiction his mental health journey and being bipolar and I think it made me feel less alone so I appreciate when someone high profile because I think it ends that stigma of that if you have it all well you can't have problems like it's okay or you're rich you're you're famous like you know how can you have any issues? And I think that helps really end that stigma a little bit too. But then it's hard because some people look at that too. And it's like, oh, they just want attention too. Like some of the famous, some of the famous people sharing, they're like, oh, they just want attention. Oh, everybody has anxiety Mm -hmm. now. Oh, every celebrity. But I I don't think it's that everybody has it. I mean, yeah, we all do, but I think people are just more comfortable and coming forward now. So Mm -hmm. it seems like a lot it's almost everybody, but everybody has had it. Like I said, like I had it for years before I was like, okay, yeah, I have it guys. And I'm sure anyone around me in those years was like, oh yeah, she, she has it like done. Like she wouldn't come out a lot or she wouldn't do this or there were things it's that, but I think it's good to see high profile people speak on it. And I think it will help. And I think especially those kids that don't have an outlet, like whether it's at home or school and they see their favorite artists speak on it. And it's like, wow, like if they have anxiety and they can get up on stage or they have depression and, you know, you don't see their bad days, but you're seeing their good days where they're on stage or in a movie or whatever outlet they are. It gives you that push. At least it's given me that when I see my favorite artists and it's like on my bad days, I can't even go to the grocery store and they're on stage. Like, singing and going on tour and it gives me that push to be like okay you can go to the grocery store on that bad day or clean the house or whatever it is yeah yeah I definitely I can I can relate to that for sure yeah I think I think a lot of people can too so it's it's good to see yeah I love to see and I like organizations like hope for the day um they're in Chicago and they're really amazing and they have a coffee shop that um, gives a portion of the proceeds to mental health. Um, if not all, maybe I'm wrong. So I hope I'm not wrong, but they do that, but they're always at a lot of concerts too. Like they were at Lollapalooza, um, and helping people with, uh, any mental health of like, uh, where to get therapy and just that you're not alone. So I think that helps too. And on the flip side of that, like, what do you find to be the largest obstacle and having someone who doesn't understand themselves exactly what mental illness or health, like depression, anxiety is like to go through, or maybe they themselves like suffer from it, but don't even realize it again. What's the biggest obstacle to, I don't want to use the term normal, but people who don't suffer from depression or anxiety, what's the biggest obstacle to them realizing what we go through on a daily basis? Um. Like a little bit of ignorance. Like it's one of those things where certain people have trouble understanding a different perspective. And 
unfortunately, you know, with the world and the state of the country right now, there's a lot of misconceptions. And then because they can't understand it themselves, then they kind of think it doesn't exist. There's a lot of issues like that where you have to be willing to be open to hear a different perspective that you're not used to. Um, and with that just comes like education and spreading the word and everything. So I begin to go back to like the celebrity thing where, and the way that it helps is that helps get to all people more than somebody who, you know, you met yesterday and you can't understand their perspective. But then again, you're going to have the opposite side of um, people that think it's all fake, like Lisa mentioned. Um, and again, that again kind of comes from the lack of education of what these different things can do. And it's just all about getting the word out about all the different kinds of mental illness and breaking down like the myths of it and like what isn't accurate to it. Um, something I've been seeing a lot, like on TikTok, especially, which I will stop and I will listen to them is when people are talking about like schizophrenia or um, DID, because those two conditions in particular are very, um, very stigmatized, but also a lot of the information about it over the years has been wrong. And so all that you can do is just better ed educate yourself and others on certain things like that. Oh, I agree with you because I'm actually going through that <laughs> now uh, with my fiance after his accident, he was diagnosed with depression, anxiety, PTSD, a processing disorder. Um, and there's one more I never get, but, um, and I think his family really never dealt with mental health, anyone mm. in the family having anything. And it's kind of been the struggle because me as his caregiver going to all the appointments and saying like, Hey, he is diagnosed and, and the numbers are off the charts like that when he was tested. Um, and there were days he couldn't even get out of bed. Uh, and you know, we, we've missed some family events. We've missed holidays. We've missed dinners. We've missed a lot to mental health, um, in his life and kind of telling people, Hey, we're not coming out because bad day and we're just not making it at first it was like okay but then when there were months of it and I mean I'd say even a year there were times he didn't even come out of the house if you wanted to see him you had to come here and people almost took it at certain times like I was enabling him oh you're enabling the behavior oh just give him tough love that's what he needs just get him out and we're gonna force him out I'm just like and I would sit down and I would have those conversations about depression and anxiety and everything he's dealing with. You know, I don't have depression, but at least living with him, I could see um, everything. But it's tough because still to this day, they they don't get it. They still just right. think that he needs tough love. And it's still a challenge for me. I mean, I I've tried to be open about it and have conversations and be respectful that they don't understand but it's frustrating on my end because it's like you have someone telling you how it is and you're still not like all you want, all, just check in. That's all I want you to do. And I don't know if it's also hard for some people that it's like, oh, well, you know, I don't know how to handle that, but 
my thing I always tell people is like, well, the person dealing with their mental health, uh, whether it's an illness or just mental health journey, they don't know how to handle that either. Like when he got it, he did not know how to handle any of this stuff. And so it's really, to me, it's like, it's no excuse. I think we just have to be, again, like Justine said, try and put yourself in and just try and understand. And, or like you said, you watch TikToks where you don't, Mm -hmm. I'm the same way, like with bipolar, I had no idea. So when I see those yeah. pop up, um, and again, like by no means are we experts on mental health, yeah. but it's oh, something yeah. that in our own journeys and talking to our guests, it's really, yeah. it's really opened me up a lot to learn a lot about other people and that, yeah, I have anxiety, but like, if you have anxiety, you may have totally different things than me or like mm-hmm. even right. my fiance, yeah. he has anxiety. We have totally different, like such a different thing where I can sleep all day, every day for hours. And he has insomnia because of his anxiety. Right. So it's completely different. So I think just being kind to each other too. And if someone's coming to you saying something, just, just believe them and, mm-hmm. and, and don't question it or what you think they need, you know, listen and just be there for them. Right. Yeah. That's, that's where I feel like sharing personal experiences is more powerful than even just sharing the words of, Hey, I have depression too, or Hey, I have anxiety too, because those two things, like you said, can be vastly different from person to person. I also am on team insomnia from Mm -hmm. it. So mine gets so bad where if I go to lay down before I'm completely ready to pass out, I won't be able to sleep and my anxiety hits me and a panic, a panic attack will hit me every single time, every single time. Mm -hmm. And like on top of that, I have to brush my teeth early and everything so that I just go straight to bed from the couch or whatever I'm doing. Because if I take those two minutes in between, I'm awake again and I cannot lay back down. So, um, and yeah, depression does crazy things to you. So I've only told I'll, I'll share this on the podcast. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a, a fun piece of information. I've only ever shared it with my wife previous to this. When my depression was at its peak, when we moved to New York. So uh, after the 2013, um, we eventually relocated back to Syracuse. And at its peak, it was so bad. I don't want to call it hallucinating. But mm-hmm. what would happen is I would go to the grocery store or anywhere in public. And the depression was so bad that all I saw when somebody else was walking around me was essentially their corpse or skeleton. Like, what's the point? We're all going to die. Why are we all here? We're a bunch of walking corpses. And that was stuck in my head for months, months. And then eventually I had to say, I'm not going out in public aside from work. I'm done. I can't handle it. And it took a couple months of like, you know, my wife doing everything for, for the family, but yeah, it can do some crazy stuff. Yeah. It can, affect you in really strange ways yeah i mean my husband his anxiety kind of gives him gut problems like he'll have this pain Mm -hmm. in his intestine Mm -hmm. and then as soon as he kind of relaxes from it it's like it goes away yeah oh a hundred percent i tell you i'll tell justine i'll tell him i have the worst (laughs) gut problems and i know it's linked again what we were talking about earlier like i know it's my anxiety um and it's it's awful and it's excruciating and i think just like you were talking, Chris, about your brushing teeth. Like if my fiance doesn't, he changes that routine a little bit where he's trying to get to sleep. There were times I would wake up at 8 a.m. for work or whatever it was, and he hadn't slept. 
And then you would think, oh, you're tired. Like you have to be tired. You are going to bed. No. And it was just that little thing. Or like if the house was too warm upstairs, because we don't have a a single zone. If that, if he had to get up to come downstairs to like change the air, that was it. He's up. So I think that's so important. And like, thank you so much for sharing, you know, your own journey too, because I know that's not the easiest to do. And, and that's, I, I can't imagine what you've gone through yourself. That's that's just, and again, it's why we have to talk about it a little bit if we can, mm-hmm. because, oh, I just can't imagine. Yeah. It's gotten easier over time to share it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. A lot easier over time. Oh, I agree. It's the same way. And when you said your mental health was your lowest then, I mean, mine was my lowest when I moved to New Jersey. Like it should have been at an all time high. I was moving in with like the love of my life and I'm on the East coast. Like I always wanted to be. Um, but it was the worst, like it, yeah. it, it was the worst and people wouldn't know. Cause again, I would be like, Oh, everything's great. Everything's fine. Oh, I love it out here. It's so great. No, <laughs> like I wouldn't even go to shows because my anxiety would be so bad. And people would always say like, why don't you do that? You're by all these venues in Asbury park. And, uh, I couldn't do it. It just, I would want to get in the car and I never went and it was, and so now that I'm going to them again, I'm like, I'm getting a little better. Like now I know things are good. I mean, they're not the best, but I know I'm getting there and that's, it's so important. Does, does having others pump your gas at least help a little bit? Yes. Oh my God. (laughs) So that's what, so friends that visited me over the weekend, um, they needed gas and I go, guys, just remember stay in your car because people pump your gas and they're like, what do we tip them? Like, what do we do? (laughs) And it was like, no, you just stay in your car. And they it, that was something I had to get used to, too, because I had no idea that that was a thing. And I always wanted to get out and pump it. But right. I don't know. It's definitely a New Jersey thing. I don't know why they, know. they do it, but it's yeah. great. It's great when it's like freezing outside in yeah. the winter. The weather's bad. It must be awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I, had- I, I mean, being in the Midwest, we still oh. pump our own gas and yeah, I was gonna oh. say, yeah. freezing rain, everything. Always. Yeah, <laughs> I had a I had a music promotion thing going on and back in like 07 and one of my partners was from Jersey born and raised she came to visit and we stopped to get gas and I'm like you you got to get out of the car and do it yourself here <laughs> she's like what I don't know how to do that right and that's what I think too like at least me coming from the Midwest I know how to do it so if I had to I I want to do it sometimes I want to do it because I can be quicker like if they're tending to people you're like come on let's go let me just get out and do it um but I think about people here, like even my fiance growing up here in New Jersey, he probably wouldn't, I mean, he could figure it out, but like, <laughs> he's never had to pump gas. Right. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Different places. Do they pump their own gas in the West Coast? Yeah. It's yeah. only Jersey. Uh, <laughs> Just in New- Jersey. <laughs> in New York, we do have some full serve where they do come do it for you, but it's few and far between. There is one like two miles down. And if I'm feeling particularly lazy, I'll swing by that gas station. <laughs> um, <laughs> with, uh, with that being said, so if you could tell anyone who's listening right now and struggling, what could it be? Ooh. I I would say, and I know it sounds cheesy and you do hear it a lot, that you aren't alone because that was my biggest thing. I assumed when I was feeling nobody else was. And again, maybe it was around me. I didn't see it back then, 
But I truly think that whether it is, I don't want to say like, say our podcast or um, hope for the day um, or any organization or an artist you love or a friend or family member. I think there's always somebody there, even when you don't feel it. And that I feel that it won't last forever because I can say that like years ago, I didn't even know if I would still be here at times like there, it was really, really hard. And I know people that meet me, they're like, no way. Do you have anxiety or no way? Have you been that down? Because of course, like if I'm out and about or talking to people, I'm not going to maybe be that way. Like it's when I go home and I'm sitting there in my thoughts or just going through life. Um, So I think definitely that you're not alone. And even if you feel that way, there is someone that will understand you. And um, whether that's one of like the hotlines they have, I know people go to that and use those um, if you're comfortable, but yeah, definitely you're not alone. And I hope with more artists speaking up or celebrities, or even you guys having this episode, which is amazing. (laughs) Like somebody listening to it could feel less alone. Right. And that's kind of why we wanted to have you guys on, you know, Mm -hmm. Because oh, we like it. we love what you guys are doing, and we wanted to try and you know outreach it more to other listeners that you may not be having, right. but we may have. Yeah, and yeah. I oh, we so appreciate it. By the way, too, we yeah. do, we do. This Thank is this you. this has been so great. It has, it has. I've learned a lot, actually. Oh, that's that's hey, that's so. I I tell everyone all the time. I've learned a lot. And a lot of it is our guests, like our Mm -hmm. guests will come on and something we do on our podcast where we share with them, what would, what tools do they use to get through their mental health and what would they recommend and, um, or someone struggling, what would you say? And it's learning what everybody does to cope. And each one is so different. Like we've had someone Mm -hmm. that exercise is big. Um, one that like biking, um, and reading was really big. Obviously Mm -hmm. music is the main one (laughs) for Mm -hmm. everybody. But um, it's uh, even Genevieve tomorrow. She's from this band Soul Meets Body. And she her episode comes out tomorrow. And she was talking about how, you know, she needs a routine. Her big thing is having a routine. And it's just every little person that we talk to, it's, it's so comforting because everybody has. And even I've taken from them where I'm like, yeah. oh, like wow, they're saying this. I didn't know that. I, I was oblivious to like that, that could help. And when I'm in it and if something's not working, I kind of go back and listen. I'm like, Oh, well, they, let me try that. And it's, it's been really great. Right. You can learn a lot from other people and their oh, struggles. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It, it It is like, it's just, oh, that's been the best part. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Justine? Yeah, I would just, you know, again, it's kind of cheesy of the line, it gets better, but it does because no matter how rock bottom it feels, it's always temporary. Eventually, good things will happen and you've got to keep going to get to those good moments and for the good things to happen, you know, and there's been lots of times in my life where I felt at the absolute lowest that I wasn't going to continue going. Um, For the longest time, I didn't think I would make it to 30 years old. And I'm now 35. And if I would have 
given up in those moments, I wouldn't have all these amazing moments that I have now. And as much as Lisa said that the podcast has helped her, it's definitely helped me. Um, You know, sometimes all it takes is finding that thing that makes you happy and that gives you purpose. And for us, it's been the podcast and you know, obviously there's some other things too, but the podcast has been a big one for both of us. And um, once you find that thing that, you know, like gives you some kind of purpose or gives your life some kind of meaning, it can help make every little thing that seems like it couldn't get better. You keep pushing and it helps you keep going to find those happy moments. Yeah. That's that's great. I'm glad that the podcast has helped you. Yeah. Did you have any other questions, Chris, or were you done? No, I ran my ran You ran all yours. <laughs> See, and I had another question, but I think it already kind of got covered because it was talking about like a specific band or genre you turn to when you're sad, angry, or just not feeling yourself. And I feel <laughs> like that would be almost like Circa for you, Lisa. Mm-hmm. Oh, I... <laughs> I, I mean, we touched on that a little bit. It's always interesting. I, I go to like the louder stuff. Right. Like when I'm, and not even like when I'm, but definitely when I'm angry or like not angry or just going through it. That's when like the every time I die comes out or like, right. I've been really listening to that better lovers band that's out now. It's like, uh, what they got every time I die and, uh, <laughs> yeah. escape plan and, and Will Putney's in there. And when I put that on, it's like, oh, like, oh, I need this or like glass straw, whatever it is. Like that's for me, a hundred percent. Like I just love it loud. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm the same way. I've like talked about it before where for the most part, I don't listen to ballads and like, su- like slower, like sadder songs because I, I deal with enough sadness that I usually skip it because I am somebody that cries a lot. I cry for every emotion. I cry when I'm angry. I cry when I'm sad. I cry when I'm happy. So for me, like, I usually don't want to listen to, like, slower sad songs. Um, One sad song that's really gotten me anymore, where a lot of times if I listen to it, I will get really, like, in tears, is Billie Eilish's new song for the Barbie movie. Um, What am I made for? It really gets to me and it gets me really into my feels um but for the most part I'm like Lisa I will listen to things that are really really loud right you know really going um I'll get like bikini kill on a lot whenever I need to be pumped um you know she mentioned like glass jaws another one um circus survive always like that's how me and her met like we both have have (laughs) circa tattoo owls right um queen is another one for me that I'll listen to a lot whenever I'm really down. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know that I definitely, if I'm like sad, I kind of want to lean more towards upbeat stuff, like maybe mm-hmm. like some pop punk or something yeah. like a yeah. little more upbeat. And like, if I'm angry, I definitely kind of listen to the harder stuff as well. I mean, I've mentioned like Atreyu and other pod episodes that we've done mm-hmm. and, and like, I really love Atreyu for stuff like that, but like, it's one of those things too. If you're not feeling yourself, there's a lot of other songs like the Christian band Mainstay, their band, and they have the Becoming Who You Are, and I'll listen to that song 
because it kind of makes kind of brings me back a little bit and it just makes me feel a little better when I'm just not feeling right for the day. I don't know about you, Chris. What do yeah. you got? <laughs> yeah. Mine is completely out of left field. <laughs> if I am feeling any sort of not myself. So, okay, I'll first start by saying if I need to be pumped up, if I need energy, pop punk all the way, yeah. huge in estate champs. Right oh, now. yeah. Oh, um, awesome. If I am depressed or sad or angry and I need to come down off that feeling, I listen to a 1940s French singer named Edith Piaf. Oh, yes. I'm familiar. And listen to the album En Vila Rose, mm -hmm. or however you pronounce it in right. French. <laughs> yeah. And it calms me down. It gets my head back in the game. I have no clue what she's singing about. Right. Same. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> but it is able to bring me back down to it. And then the only other thing that will get me back around and it's less frequent than I listen to Edith is uh catch 22 so oh. I'll I'll go for some older ska and that'll mm -hmm. get me back around to it um I can't quite do less than Jake it's too pushing that pop punk level to get me out of a funk but they're kind of ska yeah usually it's my my lady Edith oh, your lady That's Edith my lady Edith <laughs> I'll have to give her a listen I've never heard of her they used her um, a few of her songs, and I want to say like a Volvo commercial or something like this a yeah. few years back. So you've definitely heard her. Maybe I'll have to figure figure out which like song it was in, in the Rose. Volvo commercial. Yeah, yeah. We we actually, I guess, I don't know. Turn the table a little bit too for you guys. Why did you guys? What made you guys want to start this podcast? I mean. For years now, ever since, because I used to be, you know, part of an online magazine called mm -hmm. Jam with two M's and mm -hmm. it was with three other girls and we used to interview bands and I used to do photography at shows and I just, I missed it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I just want to get back into that because now that you can do podcasts and everything, and that really wasn't a thing back then, right. it makes it a lot easier to get together with people to do interviews and everything. And I'm yeah. still really into like listening to Spotify and everything and finding new bands. And I definitely have grown my playlists a lot since like early 2000s. And now it's 2023. And it's like, I have all these bands that I would love to know more about. And I'm like, maybe uh, we, we maybe I should start a podcast. Yeah. And no, my, so hu my husband was like, you should just do it. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. When I, I remember thinking that when you had messaged me and I was like, oh, this is so great because you were, you were someone that you were doing it so well back in the day. And I was like, right. I have to do it like Jess. Like uh, for some reason, I can't get my own zine off the ground. I don't know what I'm doing or like the, the, how why certain people took off and why they didn't. And it was a lot of who you knew and this right. and that. And I get it, but I don't know. I feel like it, it was a little more cutthroat where now like you guys can put this out. We can put ours out and it's out there. It's accessible. Like whether it's on Instagram, you do a reel or TikTok has been huge for us. Um, and you don't know, like the countries that people listen to ours. I'm like, oh my God, like yeah. it's out there. So I'm so happy that you're back into it and, and doing it and, I think it's going to be really great for you. So I'm so excited. Yeah. And I mean, I was like, well, who could be my co-host? 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't believe he didn't see my post about this. No, the first I time I posted it about it, all. like potentially wanting to start it. Yeah. And then I messaged him and I was like, he's like, seriously, I would totally be your co-host. And I'm like, well, you can be. <laughs> <laughs> and me and Chris, we've never even met in person ever. Oh. <laughs> Although we were at the same warp tour in 2005 and didn't know it. And didn't know it. Ooh, that was in one of your episodes, right? Yeah, yes. the warp tour yes. episode. I listened. I listened. I just listened to that one. So I was like, wait, <laughs> I heard that. That's yeah, having a co-host to, I would say too, if anyone's listening to, to for a podcast, have a co-host that you can get along with and that you can go back and forth with and accept a little criticism here and there. Right. Because sometimes maybe something they they think will work will work and maybe what you think is not going to work and I think I learned that the first go around that you definitely have to have someone that one just enjoys it for fun and that you can just have fun with and you enjoy spending time because you record a lot and and getting in there so that's that's really great you guys have each other that's so cool you guys will have to go to a show together now for sure I I told you I should come out yeah you said you should come out for the boys like girls right yeah Ooh, yeah, the state champs is on that tour. That's a pretty That's good why tour. I'd go. Yep. I told him maybe I'd pick him up at the airport. There you go. <laughs> maybe. No, I what, would. What was that about a co-host to get along with? Yeah. <laughs> oh, but trust me, like Justine no, it's Justine's my second yeah. co-host. And I'm so happy that I I took that time to make sure I was like with, with, with the right person and that if they didn't know a band I was talking about, it wasn't like we could still talk about it and it's, it should be okay. So that's right. Good. I, I like how you guys, your dynamic. And I, I do, I've been listening and I subscribed because I was like, I, this is so great. I'm so excited. Right. Cause I know that I like a certain amount of bands like that. Chris probably hasn't even really listened to that much. Mm-hmm. I know we kind of have different differences, which kind of helps too. Cause like we have a interview coming up with, a band from a friend of his that we're going to be doing and uh they're not a big band but you know what whatever i can do to help another band get out there as well yeah yeah, my friend's been on a couple uh i say a couple he's been on a lot of bands over the years and this one seems to have the most i'll say momentum they're not playing a ton of shows which is respectable because they're focusing on their writing and they most recently opened for Wheatus. Oh wow! Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, he's uh he's pretty stoked on it. I don't know how many people I can fit on this little couch behind me, but <laughs> <laughs> hey, but at least they're local and they can just come on over. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. that's gonna be so awesome to have. That. I wish we did like have that because. I don't know who I could fit. I have to figure that out. That's so cool, though. That's so awesome. That oh, I'll look forward to that one for sure. I could find a, a local band here, and they could just sit on my bed. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> there you go. That'd be strange. Yeah. Probably. Do a special right. session where the whole band comes in their nighties. Oh gosh. And lays in your bed. <laughs> that could be dangerous. <laughs> Imagine that photo, like everybody in nighties, like. With the little or like, <laughs> with the pajamas with the little footies, you know, like oh my god, I couldn't imagine. <laughs> I just remember when I did interviews with Jam, some of the weird photos I got for like the the actual interview, like because you used to put it online, so you wanted mm-hmm. a picture to go with it, and I'm like, wow, I wonder what kind of photos I could have now. 
people are getting a little crazier. Oh, I could only <laughs> yeah. imagine. Like, I remember going to a warp tour and meeting up with you and you like had your camera in hand and you were doing who knows what, like, I don't even know who you were talking to at that point, but I was just like, wow, like, I want to be like that. Like, I want to be on that <laughs> level where I'm at warp tour with my camera and doing that. Um, and, uh, it's just, it's, it's a tough, a tough scene to get into. And I hope right. the podcast like yours and ours, I hope that it shows people too. If you love music and you want to do it, just do it and put it out there. Like right. you can figure it out. Like yeah. if I can figure it out, anybody can, I say. So, <laughs> I mean, we're, we're a bunch of episodes recorded, not released, but I'm like, <laughs> it's a lot of work, but yeah, I'm liking yeah. the outcome. We have yeah. what? four stacked right now i think so i think and this will make like five that. this will make five. Oh, that's, that's when, awesome we record we record two two a night when we do it so that's that's smart we should do that because we ran yeah. into we ran we into something and lucky we got out of it but there was a situation where like i lost my voice and i got sicker mm-hmm. than sick i had laryngitis i had to cancel an interview which i felt awful for but i'm like i it you sounds too bad and I don't want to make yeah. them look bad. So we had to cancel that. And then, you know, Justine was sick for a little bit and then we had mm-hmm. some stuff, but luckily we had a little in the tank, but that tank ran out after, but luckily we have our plan, but that's something that's really smart. You guys do that because you never yeah. know, like life can happen. And that's another thing, like with podcasts, like life happens. And before you know it, you're like, oh man, we don't have an episode. You have to stay right. consistent. Like you have to stay consistent with everything. So that's, oh, see where I'm learning so much too. So this is great. <laughs> see, we're just going to teach everyone at the end of this episode that if you yes. want to start a podcast, yes. listen to some of the tips we've mentioned. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, Let's throw them on our website. Oh my God. Yeah. You guys. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like it's so important. Like I, I would say to you, like do research. Um, whether it's a mic, uh, a camera, um, what to do in a situation where connectivity isn't good, because sometimes mm-hmm. you have guests where real right. life happens and no matter what good connection you have, it will time out. It happened to mm-hmm. me in our very first interview I did, and, um, it was a nightmare and we were not prepared for that. So I think preparing for anything that could go wrong is so important to right. just have a plan and, um, and have fun with it, but just definitely do your research, take your time and just be patient. Cause like things will go wrong. It's just this life. Like there's, there's times where we made, um, where Justine or I skipped over a question or something and we were just able to like, okay, we're just going to skip and keep with our flow because yeah, but it, it's fun, but definitely just always keep it fun. I'll say no right. matter what, yeah. and like the seriousness of it, just have fun and you'll be great and you'll be fine. And people will listen to you. It's like, I never thought anybody would listen to ours. So, but yeah. they, right. so it's, it's, there you go. <laughs> I also have to say thank you to you, Lisa. Cause when I started this, I had a lot of questions and you helped me out a lot with it and a lot of stupid issues that came up oh. and I'm like, all right, I got a message, Lisa. Yes. She's oh. got to know. Oh, and I loved that because I was like, yes, I went, there was a reason I went through all this with Google podcasts and being one of them, that was the worst. Um, And just little things that the first go around of our podcast that I wish I had somebody like do that. So I was so happy. I was like, I'm so glad you're comfortable with like, Hey, how do you do this? Like, I was so happy to help. So I no, it made me happy. And again, I knew you were going towards this right. and to do this. So that made me so happy. 
Well, thank you. Yes, absolutely. This has been so much fun. Did you have any other questions for us? Say what? And you can pick one or a couple. What do you think for both of you as an artist that has made an impact or changed your life in a way? Hmm. (laughs) I mean, there's so many. But I mean, I definitely, I have to go with my favorite. And I know you know who it's going to be. It's story of the year. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever I hear them, I think of you. I'm like, Jess, story of the year. (laughs) I can't help it. I mean, I I knew them before they were even story of the year. So they were Big Blue Monkey before they were story of the year. And I fell in love with them when they were Big Blue Monkey. And I even have like a signed CD with like three of the guys signed it. So, I mean, they changed their name and that was changed from the title track on their EP they had as Big Blue Monkey was Story of the Year. So they changed it to that. Oh, wow. I had no idea they were even anything before that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they they definitely impacted my my love for the scene. That's for sure. And definitely made me want to, like, find more bands to listen to and. I mean, that was the first Warp Tour I went to as well. It was 2003. So, I mean, they brought me there, kind of, in a way. What about you, Chris? It's (laughs) funny because this is one of our stacked episodes. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was like, didn't we just talk about this? I'm like, oh, nobody's heard it yet. Um, (laughs) So I, I have a secession. And one of the bands I've mentioned, I think, in every single episode so far is Goldfinger. Mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. got me into it and then it just slowly progressed with you know really changing who I am and influenced me uh you mentioned every time I die I mean it took me a while to come around to them but once I got into them 100% on board actually I have three tattoos inspired by them oh, awesome. so <laughs> uh yeah so a big one is definitely every time I die and then Silverstein Yep, Silverstein is Chris's favorite, though. Yeah. Oh, and then, oh, God, I can't believe it. I'm going to butcher Shane Told. I was like, wait, I know his name. I see him. Um, He has a great podcast. Oh, yes, mm-hmm. he does. Oh, my God. Like, and the greatest podcast voice. I mean, forget Silverstein. Like, I mean, I love Silverstein, but like, wow. Like, I could just listen to him talk on his podcast all day. Me too. Like, it's so great. I love I'm like, wow. So that's, so that's how a good podcast can't not, not that we're not good, but like, that's how we, that's how we can sound like, whoa. (laughs) I I think a lot has to do with, he's just very personable too. Mm -hmm. Like I could listen to all the episodes and I'm like, sometimes I'll even just listen to an episode of a band. I don't really want to listen to because you know, you're, we're all into our own, our own music and stuff. Right. And I'll listen to it just because I'm like, I haven't heard your voice in a while. Oh my God. I need to listen to it. Oh, I mean, I guess uh, I could listen to an old episode. Right. Oh, just the best. Like, oh, now I feel like I need to go listen to one tomorrow when I'm doing stuff. <laughs> but, and if you're listening to this, Shane, you know, come on Jess and Chris's podcast. You're welcome on ours, too. Somehow. Yes. Just, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> shout Shane, out Shane told. Shane, yep. if you are listening, I believe I owe you a burrito. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny with with Shane's podcast you know I don't really drink beer but if he keeps getting sponsored by Molson and plugging it 
oh, it's yeah. only a matter of time. <laughs> I yeah, I know. Like, oh God. Like I always joke with Justine that, you know, everybody is the new podcast, their sponsors are that AG1, the Athletic Greens. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if anyone ever hears <laughs> me, Athletic Greens, you know, then you know there's a sponsor because that's everybody's like first, I guess, sponsor in it. Right. <laughs> I always but tell I, her if, if we have to. sponsors, it has to be stuff that we actually oh, use. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> right. 100%. People would know right away I don't drink that, but yeah. If anyone listening wants to sponsor Jam XP or Stereo Therapy, <laughs> there you go. You know, contact us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think, let's see, another one. What do you think has been the most difficult thing about? your podcast whether it was setting it up or it's editing or just I don't know anything with it what has been the most difficult thing I think our most difficult thing has been getting an intro done correctly and an outro done correctly (laughs) yeah we butcher those every (laughs) single time every time oh same and I I've had to record them separately well, not when we would do our other episodes, but like when we have a guest, I'll record yeah. it separately. Right. And then, so it's just the conversation and then I do like an outro app. But when it's just us, like I literally have it. I'm not even going to lie to people. I have it on my phone. So I sit there yeah. where it's like, have what's it up out. guys? And like, I, I have it because I will forget and it'll just seem like to me and how me, like I'll be awkward about it. Right. So but I'm like, maybe that'll be the charm of it. But when we say goodbye all the times, so I'm like, and we'll see you and okay and then I'll have to edit because I'm just like okay why didn't I just say goodbye already but then like you guys you know like you talk Jess like it's that Midwest thing like right you'll be saying goodbye like 10 times before you actually leave 30 minutes later yes it's Mm -hmm. the worst and when you said that in your episode I was like yes because you when I'm here it's the same thing and people don't get it like well because you're you're originally from the Midwest so you understand the Midwest goodbye Oh my God. It's, it's hilarious, but I'll notice it yeah. with us, even at our guests when I'm like, all right. Oh yeah. It's been, oh, it's just been so great. It's so great. <laughs> and I'm just like, they're probably sitting there like, okay, all right. hit the button. Okay. Bye. And, this. And, I'm like, and I'm always like, oh God, I was the worst. <laughs> and I can always take that breath when they leave the room. I'm like, okay, great. Okay. I'll just edit it out. <laughs> yeah. We've let, we've left a few things in our podcast just cause you know, oh. gives us character. Oh, what what was it? I left in our last episode because oh, I went to say record, but I said like I don't know what I said. It was definitely not record. And I think I had like a good minute of just laughing at myself because I said like this the word incorrectly and it was just I couldn't bring it back and I was like, "Okay, I'm going to leave it in." Like I don't care. It's real life. Like this is not a right. polished professional product. Yeah. I totally get it, but (laughs) I definitely think we should try and, uh, you know, record some outros and intros to just splice in. (laughs) Oh yeah. It helps. It helps, but you'll get there. Hey, like I said, this is my second go around. So the first go around when I would listen to those, there's so much, I'm like, wow, I, we've come a long way. So it gets better as you go for sure. And you'll (laughs) listen back to your first ones and and then be like, wow, like this is how far we've come. Right. Um, and still love them. I still love the ones where we've messed up. And I'm like, I, you know what? There's nothing I could do. It is what it is. And I love yeah. it just the same. But it'll be interesting when you guys get into your next season. Um, 
and you guys will look or, you know, even your 20th episode or 10th episode and you'll be like, wow, like you'll get there. I kind of see that we've done a little better every time we've done a podcast. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, uh, it's getting better. Yeah. I, I mainly struggle with finding good content for the real. Mm-hmm. So the one where we were talking about the emo bands and I had a splice, there was so much dead air and awkward sounds in between when we're talking about those bands that I had to cut out and splice. And if you watch those reels, we're like robot jolting all over the place <laughs> because of how much I spliced it. But that's the biggest struggle. And I think my main struggle now is finding that balance in between an excerpt from the podcast and whether it's about the topic or one of our slight off tangents and yeah. making that a real or something completely different altogether. Like yesterday, I posted the reel of the bunny kicking the toilet paper. Yes. <laughs> um, And that one, I, I told Jess, I, I was out for a walk and I'm like, I'm sorry, I haven't done any editing. I haven't posted anything. It was a crazy busy week. And I'm like, my wife's had that come up on her, like as she's scrolling, I'm like, oh man. I was like, I could totally put disrespect your surroundings to that and just post it. <laughs> so I did. I, <laughs> but I love that. I loved that one. That was a great one. So. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> that is, that's the yeah. tough part too, is you have to create that content because that's yeah. how people find you. And the one annoying thing I find with Instagram now that it's, it's such a, <clears throat> a monetized thing where I boosted just to see what it would it do because we were getting likes or, or this. But I was like, this can't be that bad. Like there has to be more. And it showed like my followers, like who actually saw it versus non-followers. And when I boosted, I didn't boost a crazy amount. I think it was like $5 or whatever, just something. And I noticed like, wow, we gained 50 more people to our page because I spent money, but like, I, I can't do that. You know, I'm not right. in a position and so many people aren't and it shouldn't be that way. And so it's so frustrating. I would say like, that's, that's the frustrating part because they want you to create content a day to stay in their algorithm, but then they want you to boost it too. And it's like, mm-hmm. like you're already probably spending money for zoom and equipment and just right. time editing. You don't have time or money to pump into this. And that's, that's the one sad part. So it's, I'd say frustrating for sure that you're like, okay, if I boost this for money, then people will see me. No, it's, that's horrible. Yeah. It's terrible that you have to come to that kind of stuff. Yeah. I never did it until, um, somebody told me about it and I did it. Um, and I was like, wow, okay, well, it's not that we suck. (laughs) It's just Mm -hmm. that people don't see it. And and it was shocking that how many of our followers, like maybe only, 60 of our actual followers, but non-followers actually were seeing us. I'm like, well, I want my followers to see it. Like, I don't want Mm -hmm. just non-followers. So at this point, I'm like, I'm just going to put it up and whoever finds it will find it. Like, I'm not going to worry about the content because that was something I had to learn too. Like, it's okay if your reel doesn't hit or doesn't get people like, because you just never know who's following, like to bring up back to bring it back to Anthony Green. Like we literally made a post that we had a Circus Survive episode because that's how we met. He liked it. Weeks went by, never thought anything. Yeah. And then he made a post on his Instagram that he was listening to the podcast, liked it, and for people to check it out. And it's like, what? Like, what? Like, okay. And 
you never know who's watching. So like just always post and do you and somehow people will find you. But that was just like insane to think about like right. that someone like that can find it. So I'm like, I'm not going to boost and waste my money on it. I'm not. <laughs> if, you, if you tag the right people, they mm-hmm. will see it. Yeah. I mean, that exactly. happened today, right, Chris? Yeah, we got a like by that weed cat. No, not the weed cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You mean the band and the the band member. Yeah, I forget who it is already. Soft spoken. Soft spoken. Uh the band's page liked and, it and then one of the members. So fingers crossed, maybe they'll contact us for an yeah. interview. Yeah. That would be, awesome. be amazing. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Like that's so cool. That makes you feel so good too when they like it. Like right. It does. Like I I keep I tag everybody too in hopes. I'm like, oh, who's gonna do yeah. that? I don't have that yet. So that's really cool that you guys got that. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, did you have any other questions for us or Justine, did you have a question? No. 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 It's okay. No, it's okay. you can we were mostly here no. to interview you guys anyways. Yeah. But it's nice to have a few questions thrown our way. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I guess you know what I oh you know what? Oh, I, thought one. I thought of one. What would you like to see develop or happen with this podcast? Where would you like to see it to go? Like maybe even like a couple episodes from now or a month from now, where, what would be like cool for you guys to see with your podcast? I mean, I really just want to get more people to listen. We haven't had a lot of listens on a lot of our episodes. Our first episode had the most listens. That's oh, and That's that like comes. Start, that comes. Yeah. You know what? For as much as we have subscribers, I'll say sometimes your listens are down. Like there's times yeah. we have what episode that has ten listens. Yeah, then right. we go back and we're like, why aren't they listening to this episode? What happened? But I then mean, sometimes they come back to it. So yeah, I mean, because I mean, I I want people to listen to it, right. obviously, because yeah. I'm taking the time and everything, and so is Chris. And we're different yeah. time zones and right. like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, we are. I want to, I, I want to be like an outlet to try and, you know, get people to listen so they can listen to bands they may not have heard of yeah. and help those bands out, get more, more listeners for their, their own selves. You know, I kind of think that's what it's what I want it to be. I want it to be kind of like the, the, like jam used to be, but podcast (laughs) yeah yeah so i have (laughs) i i have a a goal in mind and i don't remember if i've shared this with you yet so this might be news or i might have shared it with you and forgotten that i shared it with you we'll see i would i would love (laughs) to see an expansion eventually down the road where we do a play on the final p so jam x we have the podcast we can have a jam jam x like performance where we can play have a band play like an acoustic set and post it and just play off that P and branch into different things that we could have as part of JamX. Right. I mean, that, no, you didn't share that with me, but that'd be cool. Now you know. Now I know. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see where you guys are at. And I I think that's going to be so cool. That's why I, I get excited when I see, because when I subscribed, how like it says like, oh, new episode. I'm like, oh, but it, like I loved the warped one. I even loved your intro one because I think it... It really did. It gave an idea of who you guys are. Right. And I was like, oh, this I just loved hearing your voice again, Jess. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's Jess. I haven't seen you in forever. And like it's just like full circle of all of us 
music shows right. and are like meeting through music and stuff. That's so cool. It is. It's, it's a great feeling. Well, I guess that's it then for this episode. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for oh. taking the time to, you know, join us tonight. Uh, hopefully we can get the name out more for you guys. And a lot of people took a lot from this episode and they start listening to your episodes and learn a lot more about mental health and everything. Uh, Chris, you got anything to say? I don't have anything to say. I'm tired. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I feel you. It's past my bedtime. I know. <laughs> it's like 9 16 yep. there. Yep. Well, we will say goodbye then. Yes. Yes. Bye, guys. Thanks again. No Bye, problem. guys. Thank, Thank you. you. And that concludes our interview with Stereotherapy. We would like to thank Lisa and Justine again for coming on the JamX podcast. We learned a lot from them about music and mental health. We hope you, our listeners, did as well. And we'll keep the discussion going on all our social media accounts. Also, if you haven't already, check out Stereotherapy at www.stereotherapypod.com. Please like, subscribe, and follow them on all the socials. Until next time, rock on, take care, and remember, no matter what you're going through in life, someone else might also be struggling too. So please don't hesitate to reach out for help.